Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast that discusses faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility in the hopes of inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment, Brandon is going to join me as we have a conversation with Julie Dean. Julie is going to share with us her story about how the COVID-19 pandemic all but shut down her business as a certified masseuse. In fact, it completely shut things down because the shelter-in-place order pretty much said she couldn't have contact with anybody, which is how masseuses make their money, in case you didn't know. So what did she do? She looked at the skill sets she had already and the tools she had in front of her and was able to create a new business that helped podcasters process their audio so that they would have a great high-quality product, but then she also was producing income for herself. It was a win-win scenario. So that's what she's going to talk with us about, and hopefully you can glean some ideas from there. Maybe you've lost your job recently. Maybe you've seen a dip in your business, your service business. What is it you have already that could help others in a way you didn't think of But it's out there. That need is there. So sit back and relax. Unless you're throwing baseballs at a wall and I don't know why you would, but I used to do it when I was a kid. So why not? Uh, Anyway, Brandon and I are going to have this conversation with Julie. Join us. Here we go. All right. Hey, Brandon, welcome back to your own show. And um, I guess thanks for not sharing your sandwich. Well, that really wasn't going to happen anyway, because it was really good. Oh, okay. And not the fact that you're 240 <laughs> miles away or 404 yeah, miles I away. I can say it for you, but in two weeks, it might not taste the same as it does right now. But you know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm grossed out by that. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the reason why we're on this call is we have Julie Deem calling in from Indiana. And uh, the reason why I wanted her on the show is because, uh, well, you know, there's this thing called. She owes you money. No, she does not. That's kind of the. Oh. Yeah. But the look on her face, though, she's like, wait, what? <laughs> she's like, wait, maybe I do. Hold on. That's not what I signed up for. Uh, I check my Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my email address is. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, you know, COVID 19 has put a lot of folks through uh, financial strain. A lot of folks. Um, you know, they either had their hours reduced or they were furloughed or some folks had even been laid off. And then if you're a business owner or a small business owner like Julie, um, you may have seen a dip in your clientele, uh, especially, you know, Julie, you know, being a massage therapist, you, you can't exactly do massages virtually, I guess. Uh, but, you know, the pandemic wasn't going to stop her. It's and she took Interesting concept, though. <laughs> <laughs> They they had come out with like you can do guided massages. So if oh. you want to lay in your bed and zoom me, I will guide you through massaging yourself. Wow. I wasn't into it. I was like, that's a little out of my boundary. <laughs> exactly. You're like, uh never mind. I'm not that hungry yet. I'll wait. <laughs> Somebody doing like a, I guess DVD series would not be effective anyway, because those are already out. Okay. Start touching your neck. <laughs> and the music. Still feels fresh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, wow, this show degraded fast, y'all. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but in case. Get that explicit rating. <laughs> we finally did it after five years. Uh, so anyway, thank you for uh, joining us, Julie. How are you? 
Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for having me. This has been a real treat. I'm enjoying this Saturday get-together. Nice, nice. <laughs> oh, man. And I don't know if it's the uh, the COVID talking or just me being delirious, but one of those things happens. Drugs. It's the meds. It's the meds. <laughs> Thankful for social interaction from right. a distance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because I'll tell you, being isolated and an extrovert at the same time is torture. So, yeah. Yeah. You get real comfortable with yourself, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. I, it's yeah. amazing, though, when, like, the UPS guy shows up and you're really excited. So, what have like, you been hey, doing? Hey, how are you? Like, I got work to do. I can't stand here and talk to you. Okay. You didn't even sign for that package? What do you mean, no? Yeah. <laughs> He's already running away from the door <laughs> to get away. Oh, boy. Oh, no. If I'm, if I'm making contact with the UPS person, then I'm, I'm being a total jerk. So, there we go. All right. So- <laughs> Um, like not that hungry either. Yeah. <laughs> talk to the people in my house before I talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So yeah, Julie, you, you um, you're a massage therapist. You have your own personal business as a massage therapist. And then uh, what kind of impact did COVID-19 have on that business? Yeah. So in March, when everything kind of shut down, I was forced to shut my business down just you know safety and precaution for everyone around and being at home I was getting a little antsy because you know you still have to pay for stuff and when you're self-employed there's not really unemployment for us so I started thinking about what strengths and skills I had to offer outside of massage and one of the things that I had developed as a skill was editing podcasts. I co-host a podcast. We have been out for a little over a year. We're in the middle of our second season and I do all the editing for our show. So I have a really good ear for what I like and don't like. And I know everyone edits differently and it created this space for me to reach out to people individually on Instagram and see if they needed editing services. I'm sure plenty of people get behind on releasing their podcast because they aren't editing the show. That guy right there. You I can't started see this job. if you're listening to the podcast, but <laughs> I'm pointing to that guy right there. <laughs> you get what you so it's for, hard. Brother. It is hard. And you know, yes. you hear podcasts are really popular today and they just keep getting more popular. And I don't know about you guys, but just in the short period of time that I've had a podcast, I've seen plenty of people that are connecting with me that are really hungry to have a podcast, but it's like a month later they fall off. Like I see the five, four, three, two, one launch, and then I never hear from them again. Yeah. And maybe they don't even start because they're intimidated by, you know, the, the idea of having to edit their own audio or, you know, do I have a mix just right? Or, you know, what kind of microphone do I get? And, you know, it's, a big part is you just get get it recorded, but then if you have somebody like yourself who can come in and help clean it up, piece it all together, get the intro music in, the outro music in, get all those pieces together, that takes a load off of somebody who just has a message and they don't have any inkling or desire to have the technical skills that come with that. So, yeah. 
That's me. And Jerry, Jerry is the lifeblood to this because he does all of the editing and production and told me what to order and what to do. And I found the same thing you found. There's a lot of people that want to do it, but they don't know what to buy. They don't know how to edit it or what do I do after I do it? I've got the message, but that's all I've gotten. And most people are scared to start. So are you, are you finding some of your skills are editing, but then some of them are getting people past that starting line to get going? Exactly. So I created the business podcast editor initially just as a standalone editing service for podcasts directly focused around business culture, business owners, people that had something that they wanted to promote, but they weren't sure how to promote it. And from there, I've expanded to launching my own digital guide it was my birthday was in August and I made it my birthday goal for my treat to release a digital PDF. And now I'm working on a course and I've recently changed my LinkedIn position of my company to consulting specialist. Awesome. I love it. So I don't mind doing a one hour zoom call and talking to people that have podcasts and going through my editing process with them one-on-one and sharing my quick keys or tricks that I have to get things edited a little quicker. So how many podcasts are you working with right now? Four. I was going to say, you can lie. We're not going to check, but <laughs> no, it's four. And it's, uh, they're on a monthly, um, they're on a monthly contract right now. They come out with weekly episodes. One is in Australia. That is my furthest podcast. Awesome. Pretty exciting, but I have a few in the United States. One is in New York and focuses primarily on, on Nigerian culture, which I didn't realize that there's not a lot of information about Nigerian culture and that most of the people in Nigeria don't even know their own culture, that they get a lot of their resources from America and what they're sharing about Nigeria. So it was kind of interesting to hear uh, a woman who has a podcast about Nigeria in New York educating people in Nigeria about basically their rights and things that they have that they probably would otherwise not have access to. Edited by a lady in Indiana. That, that's a that's an yeah. interesting podcast. And I would, so opportunity, right? Yeah, I COVID love that. really created some interesting opportunities. That's what I love about where we're at right now in this. I, I know the virus part of it stinks and everybody's kind of against that part of it, but I guess everybody is fully against it, probably not against it, but um it's it's opportunity to be creative. You know, you went from one thing that you were really good at and was probably going to last you for years to, okay, you can't do that anymore. Come up with a new plan. Okay. Overnight, you got to come up with a new plan and you, and you develop those skills. Did you have some editing skills, technical skills? Was that something you just enjoyed or you built that? So um, this is kind of a little bit of a backstory, but the podcast that I co-host is backed behind an annual brunch that we host in Kokomo. It's a power networking brunch for women in the business community. I started serving on this committee a couple years ago and brought the idea of starting a podcast to help elevate the brunch on a global level. Nice. And through that, my co-host Kalina, we really got to talking about what it would look like. And I did the research and we purchased a course through Greg Clunas, who has a podcast called Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Mm-hmm. He is how I knew they had podcast movement at all. <laughs> and I 
didn't learn any editing skills from the course. It just was like, <laughs> it was just, you record and you distribute. And I was like, that's what I bought. <laughs> there you go. There's a bunch of steps in the middle there. That uh... There was a lot of nightmares, like so many times between, we started in March of last year. And that's when I opened my massage practice because I needed a way to have money coming in and edit podcasts in between clients. So I was like, let me open a massage practice in our local chamber of commerce building and we can record podcasts in the suite right next door to the massage practice. We got two suites going. I would interview, massage, edit, massage, check it out again, maybe record. And if people we had guests in the chamber, they would just pop into the studio. Wow. Wow. I actually <laughs> so do cool. the exact same thing. In You're into massage recording. therapy? I'm massaging. <laughs> I do pets, mostly dogs. I'm into dog massage. There's a lot of money there. There you go. I'll pay anything you get the for their rich dog. dog owners. <laughs> yeah, every time. Every time I pick up medicine at the vet, my wife's like, how much was it? Does it really matter? Oh We're buying gosh. it no matter what. What am I going to say? No. Did Just... you get the generic? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do they have generic version for the dog? <laughs> I love that that you basically <laughs> introduced podcasting to to your circle. You know, sometimes yeah. we think we need permission or whatever. It's like sometimes that's got to come from you of just saying, "I want to do things a little differently." And and you. Oh, had a and goal. she's been a great mentor. Um, she's you know she's somebody that I really admire, and um, the fact that she was willing to just give me that space to really basically bust through has really been a. Good thing for me, obviously, because now I've got a new skill that is helping me outside of massage. There you go. That's kind of what we do uh, when Jerry's in town. We record at my church, and so we've got a room that we just put up some foam on the walls and kind of used as a dedicated uh, studio. And so we don't really spend any money or anything like that, but it's just getting people's stories out. So how has the podcast changed this uh, brunch and, and the overall message that you wanted to get out? Well, our brunch this year was canceled. <laughs> Why is that the answer to everybody's questions? Like that's well, the theme. What, what'd for you do? That? Yeah, we're canceled this year, but uh. it's exciting though because Kalina and I, and along with many other people, have really figured out how to work things online. There's an opportunity now for our our virtual conference next year. Awesome! Yeah, you can get your own uh, breakfast and uh, what is the orange juice and champagne? Your mimosas. Mermosa, and you can you can just host it via Zoom. Everybody can have. We what call they, them boss lady drinks at the brunch. <laughs> <laughs> boss lady drinks, cool. I, I, I like imagine that. that's what Brandon's going to call them in his living room too. <laughs> <laughs> Having a boss lady drink <laughs> with your plush robe. Yeah, well, massaging your dog. I just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I still can't get that out of my head. You massaging your dogs. I can envision like in New York or California, you can make a ton of money massaging dogs. and Well, in Indiana, there are a lot of horses. So agape massage. Oh, yeah. I I moved here from Las Vegas, disclaimer. Hmm. That's pretty similar places. (laughs) I had never even seen a corn farm before I came to Indiana, much less like actual people like having horses for pets like they just buy property and have horses on the property and there's a lot of money to be made there when it comes to massaging those horses 
Mm-hmm. Get bad hits. Yep. And if you if you have too much money, a horse is a good way to get rid of a lot of that money too, because they will eat through it. And, and what what are they really doing all day? Cutting <laughs> exactly. your grass? Yeah, <laughs> we don't ride them across country anymore, so they're just kind of standing around now. We're not eating them. <laughs> so how did you end up in Indiana? So this is kind of crazy because I just can do that. Um, my husband, he was living here. And he is half Korean, and I am half Korean. And our moms um, and our dads were friends back in New Mexico when we were little kids. They became friends because how often do you run into Korean to Korean women on a military <laughs> airbase in New Mexico? Yeah. There you go. And there's one Korean church, and they went to the one Korean church. <laughs> so his parents um, ended up moving to Japan, and mine were we were stationed in Korea. And we stayed friends. His family would come and visit ours and stay with us um, when they were traveling to visit their family in Korea. Fast forward, we started dating when I was living in Las Vegas, and he asked me out and moved out here. We got married. Awesome. So, Uh, That is a very interesting story, as I would imagine most of your life is. I I bet when the movie comes out, it's going to be pretty interesting, all the (laughs) twists and turns and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just roller coaster. It's okay. Just like, hold on. I got to take all. note. Yeah. I, I, I love your attitude though, because it's like one thing when a door closed, you were like, you were already of the mindset of, I need to find other avenues and other ways of doing things. And I think that's why it fits so good in beyond the rut, because you really think outside of that rut of, I don't have to do one thing. I can do multiple things in multiple different ways. Well, and, you know, I think that's important for everyone to understand, right? We don't have to tie our identity to one thing. And that one thing doesn't make who you are. So if you know, for example, maybe you have external gifts that you've been leaning on too much, you're not looking inside yourself to see what natural things come easy for you. Mm -hmm. Just because it's easy for you doesn't mean it's easy for everyone else. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Right. Especially with uh, editing podcast and that technical side of it, for some people, they naturally are, are just good at it. They can figure it out. And other people struggle with it. And I tell people all the time, don't get better at your weaknesses necessarily. Hire somebody else to do that. Get better at your strengths, what you enjoy and what you're good at. Somebody else really needs that skill. And I would imagine there's not a lot of uh, podcast editors in Kokomo, Indiana, so... I don't think there's a lot of podcast editors in general. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I've picked a very narrow niche per se, but there's not a lot of women in the podcasting industry. Mm, Yeah. And 
as a podcast editor, I have found that a lot of female podcasters are sort of gravitating towards me because they have been in similar situations where they aren't finding the editing style that they were looking for. Right. And that that's one of the things, and Jerry says this a lot, that women shouldn't be in podcasting, but I'm a big fan and supporter what? of... <laughs> Maybe I, I got never that wrong. Said I that. can't no. remember. That. There's no place for women. <laughs> That's it. Brandon's the you biggest Renee Zellweger fan yeah. ever. <laughs> Well, I think that's important, too, because if you've got a podcast that is marketed towards the Nigerian population, you can't have that edited by just anybody. You've got to have somebody that actually cares about the message. And even though you may not be heavily uh, invested in that particular market, you want to make sure that the message is authentic, that you're getting out. You're not just giving your message. And that's, yeah, that's been the biggest thing that I think has helped me because the relationships that I've built and the passion that I have with what I'm doing, you know, I don't mind listening to your episode three or four times. I don't mind you sending it back to me and asking for things to be changed up because I know as a podcaster, I would feel that way too about my right. show. Right. And, and I think that's really what makes women in your field doing this probably better because you're, you're more able to identify that, that passion, that voice that's coming out. You want to make sure you stay true to that. So I would imagine if there's people listening to this that maybe want to start a podcast or already have one, but are struggling with the editing, you would be a great choice of somebody to at least give them really good feedback. Here's what you would do. Here's how it would sound. And and how do you do that when you first start off? Do you give people, let me do one show and then I'll let you know what it sounds like and they get to find out? Or how do you set that up? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually always offer to package four episodes. I think you need to give me four episodes to give me a chance to really see what my editing is like. And with that, I take $75 off on your initial four package deal, which makes it's normally $75 an episode. So it brings it down to two twenty five for four episodes. And that's usually enough to convince people like, you know, I'm not going to lose anything. I'm already backed up four or five episodes. <laughs> Let me just, what do I have to lose? Right. And, and that's really important in podcasting because like I said, most of us are not getting paid to do this. So you might be thinking, wow, $200 for an, uh, editing, that's going to be a lot. But a lot of podcasters or wannabe podcasters have 10, 15 episodes in the bank. They just can't use them because they've not edited them. They're, they're constantly creating, but they're not producing anything that goes out. So this will actually save you money if you hurry up and get it out there and the stress of not having an episode edited. I know early on we released everything we did and then now you go back and listen, you're like, oh, that was horrible. I can't believe anybody listened to that. But taking some of that editing and and putting out a better product will ultimately make you a better podcaster too. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I think also if you are a podcaster, your mainstream income shouldn't just be from your podcast episodes, but maybe if you're looking into opportunities with affiliate marketing, this is a great space for you to reinvest and start collaborating with other people in your industry so that you can generate the income to outsource that pain that you're dealing with. So in addition to the audio part of it, do you try to help people with the affiliate marketing and how to make more money off of their show? 
I do. I try to really help people when it comes to my consultations. Um, I offer everyone a free 30 minute Zoom consultation or phone call. And I try to make myself really accessible to people because I am passionate about podcasting and it would mean a lot to me to see more people, you know, the more the merrier. And if everyone has a message, everyone wants to hear the message and we should all support each other. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. Some people have bad messages. So, you know, <laughs> You're like, we don't listen to those shows. <laughs> yeah, we don't listen to those shows. Uh, and I tell people, I just talked to a, a friend of mine. She's got a great story and a great voice and, and a great concept, but she's not moving past that starting line. She even bought her mic and everything else. And I said, you know, the world needs your story. Is this Sarah? Because somebody. Uh, not Sarah, uh, Katina. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. She's just got an incredible passion for people and just, you know, women in general. But I said, somebody needs your voice. I can't tell your story. And, right. and there might be somebody else telling a similar story, but we need yours. And to have somebody help walk you through some of that, get you down the road of, of podcasting, then you build your business. Because I think a lot of people think we just make podcasts, but you have to build a business around the podcast. Otherwise, it's just you talking. It's not, you know, you look at the Rush Limbaugh's and Howard Stern's and the big major radio guys. It's like they didn't make all their money off of the radio part. It was the business side of the radio part. Exactly. And, and that's really where podcasting's going now as opposed to where it was uh you know, when radio first came out, nobody was making money in radio either. Exactly, exactly. And that's been an area that I've really started to develop is the affiliate marketing side of it, because as this space is basically our own still, we should take that opportunity to really see what we can build within our own community. Right. I just want to take a quick moment to share with you a free tool we give out to our listeners called Measure It to Make It. Our episodes talk a lot about future possibility, about what life can be and where you can take your life. Whatever that is for you, we want you to have a tool to be able to write it down, make it clear on tablets in a sense, as they say in the Bible. And because when you have your plan, your goals written out Clearly, succinctly, you have a variety of tools at your disposal that you can reference all the time. The first thing is being able to measure your progress. That's why the tool is called Measure It to Make It. Because if you're able to measure where you are and see where it is in relation to where you're going, you get an idea of where your progress is. The other thing is you can identify guardrails. Guardrails are the things that you absolutely will do to pursue your dream as well as the things you absolutely won't do while you're pursuing your dream. And these guardrails help keep you on your path out of the rut as you pursue that success. So go to beyondtherut.com slash goals, download it for free. You have the option to sign up for our newsletter, but that's not required. This is totally for free. No gimmicks, no catch. We're not going to sign you up for a webinar, then ask for a thousand dollars, at least not yet. Uh, in any case, it's a free tool. It's called Measure It to Make It. It's uh, a few pages that are just going to walk you through. How do I identify and clarify my purpose, my calling? And then what are those steps to get me there? So again, that is beyondtherut.com slash goals. Go download it while you continue to listen to this episode. Now back to the show. Awesome. So other than loving the Beach Boys, what attracted you to Kokomo? 
I mean, <laughs> so when I first came to visit Kokomo, it was just a very quaint town. I really liked it. There's about 60,000 people. We're about 30 minutes north of a big city, Indianapolis. And coming, I think, from Las Vegas, where it's so busy, <laughs> I was really enamored by the change. Mm-hmm. And it's really green here. You have seasons, you know, people will complain about the snow, but I, I don't mind it. And I think it's just because I feel so appreciative that I have the changing and the differences and it's a beautiful city. Yep. That's true. I, I love that you took this opportunity to really build something that I think a couple of years from now, you'll look back and think there was a time when I was just kind of throwing this together, figuring it out, and and you could become one of the the bigger names in podcast editing and consulting and stuff like that. And people would be be able to say, oh, it was all because you were on Beyond the Rut. I would love to link it back to you guys. (laughs) When you're up there giving your speech, you can give us a shout out. I would. I would, too. I was like, Beyond the Rut, they made me. This was my breakthrough moment. After the episode went live, I just was so busy. I had to outsource and contract all of my editing out and just focus on building. There you go. And you write your book. You get on Podcast Movement. You know, that's how it works. (laughs) That's all she wrote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this has probably been the loosest episode we've ever done. This is so cool. <laughs> I know it's one of those things where there there are certain people that you just you you didn't know until you you met them and then you're like it felt like we've known you our whole lives. It's like we've always just kind of known you, and it's like it's literally been like thirty minutes. We we didn't <laughs> know you existed until then. So yeah. and it feels like we've just had this friendship yeah. for years. I've been following Beyond the Rut since five years ago. Not true, but I will go back and listen to the first episode just so that I oh, can yeah. bring this up later. Absolutely, you could probably use it in your pitch to edit podcasts. <laughs> These are guys that didn't have an editor, and look at the quality they put out. So you need to get. So don't do and do <laughs> exactly we'll be the before picture and then you can throw in an after picture <laughs> well i still have a, a quite a few episodes recently we where i'm like yeah maybe maybe i should have cleaned that one up a bit <laughs> yeah. i got a little lazy on that one uh, well i've had i've had some um, challenges with my business and um i learned really quickly that my way of editing wasn't really Everybody records differently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen or dealt with a Zoom call where somebody hit pause when they muted or something and their track was messed up with your track? And so it was like everything was all screwed up. No. I mean, that I, sounds I'm, fine. Things to look now. forward to, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope you didn't just jinx us, man. No, I was going to say, it sounds like well, something I would do. <laughs> But I have had like situations where, um, like one of our microphones, either Brandon's or mine was like way low and then his was like way loud or vice versa. And then, you know, then our guest found it just fine. And you're like, oh man. So this guest sounds great, but Brandon and I sound like doo-doo. Um, how do I fix that? <laughs> what does that say about us? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, so I've had a, a few episodes recently where like the guest sounded great and Brandon and I are just like, you know, the, the audio came out so soft or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, there was one a while back you just saved. 
because you didn't think you could save his audio, but you did, and it turned out really good. Now that was, uh, yeah, Bill's his was great. Yeah, it was you and I that we we recorded oh, that so okay. softly, and I'm like, I don't know how that happened, and it took forever to. Did you? What software do you use to edit? Uh, Audacity. Same. <laughs> Do you yeah. play with the amplify effects? Uh, I did. That's what took so long on that one is um, <laughs> for some reason when we record on Brandon's laptop, um, it likes to mute our voices. So the guest comes out nice and loud and Brandon and I, our microphones are muted almost to nothing. And so then I had to play with a combination of compression and amplification to get it decent enough to, to throw it on the air. Because, I mean, Bill had a great story about how he met his wife, how that led him into um, coaching married couples and um, coaching engaged couples. And, you know, it's like, I don't want to waste his story yeah. and his, you know, value that he brings. So I was able to salvage our audio just enough to be able to use that episode. But it took me a good, you know, six months off and on trying to get it going just right. So, cause I, I would give it a shot. And then it's like, oh, no, that didn't work. And I have to just scrap it and then go work on the next week episode and then come back to it, play with it again. And and then finally I was like, okay, I've tried all this stuff. What about this? And I don't even remember what I did. I think it was like a compression, noise reduction, uh, a slight amplification, and then another compression. It was like some weird dance I did with those two and and some, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, you know pulling teeth trying to do stuff like that for your own podcast now i get to do it for other people's podcasts (laughs) there you go i think to some extent that might be an advantage because i know listen i do a lot of stuff through the church with our videos and then with our podcast and listening to your own voice can be really hard over and over and over you're like i'm so tired of this guy he says the same thing and the way he says it and then so listening to other people might actually be an advantage, I would think. It is. It is. It, it has enhanced my rate of consumption for podcasts. <laughs> I don't think I've ever listened to so many podcasts in a day. I would imagine that's true. So what's next for you? What do you hope to uh, do next or what? what's kind of the next goal you want to knock off? So I'm currently a full-time college student. And I am in my last year of school majoring in exercise science and my concentrations in coaching. Um, I really want to build on my massage practice and incorporate a wellness program geared towards stress management in the business community. Oh, wow. Because I am finding as a business owner and wellness practitioner that I struggle myself with balance And I can work all day. I mean, it's Saturday and I'm working and I don't mind. It feels good. But I also have learned to budget in that time for myself. Um, One of my big things this year was my relationship with God. And I really wanted to understand after I tithe and understanding this relationship between tithing and bills and where do I make time to pay myself. Mm -hmm. And I think I really finally got it in this past month and I'm really focusing right now on taking care of God, taking care of me and then taking care of my bills. And that's just become my big thing is I think I'll build for my wellness program, this nice stress management course and maybe start a podcast around wellness where I bring in specialists and talk about things that'll make them feel less stressed out. That's cool. That's a great idea. I, I've been recently, and I did a message on this a while back on rest and and how God really wants you to spend that 
downtime and you know we can make more money we can we can grow and all these kind of things but the only thing you're really limited on is time and sometimes we just waste that time as opposed to like like you were saying working right now is not bad if that's really driving you if that that gears you up then that's a good thing but if you're working and and it's draining then that's not what you should be doing on a saturday or Tuesday, for that matter, you want to make sure you're setting a time for you to rest in him, not just, you know, in front of Netflix or whatever. That's fine, just in limited quantities, but make sure you rest in him, too. It's true. It's true. And this is something that I, I don't think I ever really understood, like, really until this past month. And it's just come back to, I think, you're so invested in your business and you just want to make sure that you're pouring everything into it that you don't give enough thought to like when was last time I just did something that was not work related that was fun just to take my mind away too exactly that is very important otherwise especially entrepreneurs will get too focused on building and forget that oh we got to pull back every once in a while because you're only as strong as your own body and mind are so Well, and I think too, for me, like quarantine, I don't know how it was for you guys, but my routine was just so upside down (laughs) that it wasn't really like, if you're working for yourself, you just seem to fit in time to work whenever you feel like it. Mm -hmm. And it threw my sleep schedule off. I mean, I would be working from eight to 10 at night, sleeping from 10 to two, waking up at two, working a little bit more. And I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what was going on. So I think when we broke out of quarantine, Figuring out that lifestyle again has been a real process. How do you navigate life post-quarantine and still make time to do fun things? We don't have vacations to look forward to. We don't got podcast movement to look forward to. So what do we do? Mm -hmm. That's true. And that is a a great concept people have to look at. How are we going to, what is the next season look like on a day-to-day basis and I think the quarantine has changed a lot of that because the whole Monday through Friday eight to five concept in an office is is kind of changed drastically for a lot of people maybe first time ever and so what does a work life look like do you work Saturday nights from two to five in the morning I I don't know everything's a lot different than it was but we got to find a way to make that work and what works for you may not work for me or the next person, but it's a global kind of idea of how do we interact with other people, but still do what we're passionate about. Yeah. Exactly. And managing your time too, that you're focusing on what you're planning to focus on during that time. Right. Cause I think mm-hmm. when we're all wearing multiple hats throughout the day, stuck at home, it's easy to blend everything together. Yep. Turn on Netflix and go, I'm going to watch this for a minute. And then I'll get to those emails or, or you punch up Facebook. And next thing you know, you're an hour's gone by. You're looking at other stuff that doesn't benefit you. Yeah. What is <laughs> up with that? I didn't want to go to the gym an hour ago because I didn't think I had time, but I had time to sit here on this toilet for an hour scrolling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is a strange kind of way we live. You know, I can, I can watch other people live for an hour, but I don't have time to go live like that for an hour. It's like, what? Stop doing that. Yeah. I agree. So, a- if people want to uh, plan a trip to Kokomo and come see you, what's your home address? <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> that is so no funny. No one else has they done just it. come visit. We can just record podcasts, see what happens. There you go. Just <laughs> hang out and record and 
eat brunch. These are the things you do all day. So. You're like MTV Cribs. Welcome to my house. <laughs> Kokomo edition. <laughs> Drinking our boss lady drinks. <laughs> <laughs> But if people do want to know more about you and get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? I think the best way to do that is on Instagram. I'm really active on Instagram. It's become my favorite place to network with people. Um, I have a personal page. It's Indie Mompreneur. Mm. You see what I did there? I like it. (laughs) (laughs) And my business page is The Business Podcast Editor. I think I already had that pulled up. The website anyway yeah the business podcast yeah editor. there you go yep and it's a membership yep. website no i think it's free oh. it's a free membership website i guess whoa maybe they just get all the i don't even know i did so, my website myself that was another thing i had to learn is how to do social media marketing and build my own website and that was a <laughs> growing process in quarantine <laughs> I love those stories, though, of people that have used this. I'm, I'm basically grounded for however long. I'm going to use it to learn how to do 10 things or five things, and I'm going to master a couple of them. And some of them have turned out really good. I didn't do that because I don't really <laughs> want to be better at stuff. But uh, some people have used it to start businesses, change their life physically, financially, mentally, spiritually, whatever it is. And, and that's good not to just sit down and sulk that were closed, but you used it to start something new. Thank you. Yeah. We had a lot of, you know, you get real creative when you're stuck in the house, (laughs) as you've seen from some of the videos that have come out of quarantine. (laughs) The songs and the videos. And you got to wonder, would TikTok even be that famous if we hadn't had the quarantine? Yeah. Who knows? For sure. (laughs) Well, awesome. Thanks for joining us and uh, sharing all that information. And we'll make sure that's in the, uh, show notes but uh we will we will share that and uh, get people a way to get in touch with you and once they meet you they can ask for your address and maybe swing by and have a drink or something or send me money on my venmo there, <laughs> there you go, go. Send send money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much now be sure to check out the show notes at beyond the rut.com slash 245 there you'll find a link to julie's website a lot of the resources we discussed in this episode, and so much more. We're so glad you joined us this week, and the best way you can pay us back is really to pay us forward. So share this link, beyondtherut.com slash 245, with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street, and let them know, hey, I know you're struggling with this area right now. Maybe this can help you. So we're glad you joined us this week. We look forward to joining you again next week. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.